Boys are back with a brand new episode of Stupid Strong, a podcast where we talk about all things strongman and strength sports. Plus, we throw a fair bit of shit talking in there amongst it. Uh, so, if you like, if you love what we do, just go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Stupid Strongman Podcast. Uh, if you've got any questions, ask us there. Drop us a line, and we'll uh, have a bit of a Q and A at the end of some of our episodes. Um, but yeah, hopefully you love this guy's this episode today. We've got a uh, big melon here today. The king. The king. <laughs> our coach. The head. The head honcho. <laughs> Mr. Reaper himself. <laughs> the owner of Reaper Strength Cartel. Plus our boy, Sushi Man Simon, yeah. is here to join us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got our, our usual boys, big Chris Meredith, Charles, myself. Let's get into it. So... I think we'll start off with, uh, give us a bit of a background of yourself there, Melon. Okay. Uh, so, I'm Mel, or Patrick. No, hey. I'm not Yeah, so I'm Patrick. Patrick. The story's there. Look, basically, um, strongman-wise, I started six years ago. Um, funny sort of thing, I actually sent a comp in the middle of my hometown Port Macquarie. Walked past and I said, Look at these bunch of homos. <laughs> I thought it was the gayest thing I've ever seen in my life. These fat fucks. Yeah, no, honestly. And, um, you looked in the mirror. <laughs> anyway, basically, I've seen that and um, anyway, I was on my way to go train in my little income fitness for Macquarie in Main Street. And um, I was in there deadlifting and I was deadlifting around 280 or something like that. And, I had no idea that was some sort of big number back then. Mm. I had a bloke come up to me and I, I thought he was gay. Gay AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> he was excited and happy. And, Man, you've got to come drive, to drive this new gym out in the middle of town. You know, it's strongman gym powder. And I'm like, nah, man, that's not, you know, it's not for me. Anyway, so he ended up dragging me along a couple of weeks later. And I picked up an understone for the first time. We were starting the shoulder. For the first, because there was no platforms or anything like that. And I think I ended up putting a one third in my shoulder or something like that. Jesus Christ. And I had all these bruises up my arms and shoulders for weeks. And then and I, from that day, I just thought, you know what, this, this, is, this is for me. You know? From playing footy and racing motocross and all that, yeah. I wanted something that I could mm-hmm. do that was physical and, and testing. And um, basically, I signed up to the gym. Um, there was sweet nothing in there. There was a few Atlas stones logging and all that, and uh, the yoke was upstairs. Did you say yoke upstairs? Where a yoke belongs. Yeah, so the yoke was upstairs, and um, from there we just we just hooked in. My, my, the guy I thought was gay, Jared, ended up becoming one of my best mates. He's not gay, but he was an exercise soldier. So, real in your face type, like, yeah. under 90s competitor. You guys are. Uh, Absolute animal of a human, like mm. coming from you know being in the military, and um, me and him trained like you boys. There was a group of four of us, yeah. started off as, and we just went ham every day after work. We'd go in, train together, um, and what we used to do was we had a program, but we did follow it. But, <laughs> oh really? Oh wow! Oh, is that right? Yeah, it's <laughs> but we did to a degree, right? So if we had five by five, we'd do ten by five. So we yeah. wait until we failed. So if you failed at that. That's when you drop the weight and you keep going until you literally couldn't get this time more. And that, that's how we did this for three hours and then we go do some accessories and that's how we started. It was a big group of four of us. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there was this comp come up. Um, it was 
PBC in the country, so I don't know if you guys know of that gym, but it's one of the biggest running mm-hmm. gyms in, in Sydney. Um, and uh, we went there. I was in Nike Air Maxes. Had no idea. Didn't own a belt. I thought belts were for pussies. Knee sleeves, not Matt, gay. And we went in there, and um, we both, or well, so only the two of us had like, competed. Me and Jerry, and we both qualified for Arnold's. So Jared had been there and done that before, and I had no. I thought I was a bodybuilding club. <laughs> so I got this bike, and I was like, yeah. why the hell am I invited to go to a bodybuilding club? I said, I'm not going up there and doing that. And he goes, no, 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 like, it's the Arnold Strongman. Yeah. So I started Googling shit, and then I found out who Brian Shaw was. I had no idea. Shit, eh? <laughs> and then um, I basically fell in love with it. Like, Jared stopped now, but um, I'm the only one with that original four that, that kept going. Yeah, oh, true. Yeah, so. Basically, from there, I did the Arnold's. I come fifth, so I tied with Coco. It's not bad, eh? Mm. Uh, but I think I was 35 open competitors that year. It was massive. Oh, yeah. so, well, that was in your first year of doing... That was my second ever comp. Second ever comp. Second ever comp. At Arnold's. And you tied for fifth with Coco. Yeah, so um, I had a bit of a bad... I actually kind of had a really bad day. The first event was yoke. Um, there was two yokes, so it was 20 metres either way, so it was 400 and 425. And in my trusty Nike Air Max, and I popped my knee out. And then um, the second event was Log, and we all know how much I like Log. Favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Um, so I worked pretty bad in those two, and then it was um, a phone carry for 40 meters. Yeah. And I got uh, second in that, so Eddie Williams, you guys know Eddie Williams? Yeah, yeah. He beat me 100 for the second. Five. Um, and then it went deadlifts, where me and Coco, so it went. 320 on the frame, uh, 340 frame, 320 axle, and then 300 for reps. Yeah. And um, me and Coco both got five uh, five reps on the 300. Shit, eh? Um, that was big back then, too, eh? Massive back Massive then. weight massive, back then. Yeah. Um, and then the last event was Atlas Stones up to 200. And me and Eddie were the only ones to get to 200. Um, so I come, I don't know, Yoga come 13th or something, Logo come 10th, and then I went first. Uh, second, first, first. Yeah. And I ended up coming fifth of the day. And I was pissed off. Like, <laughs> I wasn't happy. Yeah. Like, well, did you realise what sort of, like, a big comp that is? Like, no, did yeah. you just thought, ah, yeah, this is, you know, I'm I had no idea until afterwards when uh, I was walking around with Michelle and Michelle's coach, he ended up coming by he was quite a big, a big name. Like, he, he's still a really strong guy, but he's, he's had his, you know, been a car affair for some naughty things and whatever, and, but he was getting asked for signatures left, right, and center. Shit. And then I got asked if I wanted to sign <laughs> someone, and I was like, you know, I'm just no one, no, I'm nobody. Um, this is you told us a story before about uh, your interaction with Brian Shaw at this point, yes, Thanks. yeah. Touch on a bit about that so we can sort of get into that a bit. So basically, when I met Brian was, after I put my knee out, um, I went into the change room and had a fucking tantrum. Because this is what I'm so anal about now as a coach. I'm yeah. like, guys get so emotionally attached. Mm. Because I went nuts. Mm. And it was just, I didn't even see Brian Shaw sitting in the change room. Anyway, I sat down and I started to gather myself and I looked over at his big Brian. Just looking at me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, how you going, mate? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right now. He goes, bad event. Yeah, you didn't go well. Yeah. And then he just started chatting with me. He goes, you're only young. You're only young. Yeah, yeah. 
it was awesome that my wife and my mom would be lived there, and what I was lived there. And, um, basically, why I ended up wanting to do a gym and, and be a coach and keep going with this was some of the things he said was, I wish I'd started this young and yeah. I wish I was doing that stuff this young. If you've got no idea the potential you can have. How, this. how young were you? Quick math, Mel. Good math. I think I was 19. Shit, that's young for an Arnold's. Arnold's at 19 in your second comp. That's high cool. fifth with Coco. And you cracked the shit to that your first event. Yeah, but you see, this is the thing. I didn't know. Yeah. Mm. So, oh, yeah. but this kind of set the bar for me now. Yeah. Every comp I've ever done since then hasn't been Arnold. So I've kind of, the first year I was kind of like, if it's not Arnold's, I don't want to do it. Mm. Um, but the interaction with Brian Shaw was just one of the things he said was talking about how young and, and the potential you could have mm. if you stay on the right path. Yeah. And um, there was a lot of pro strongmen in there that year. Um, Maka Iskielinowski. Um, I don't know if you guys, you guys know him, the big Polish guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always he signed my shoes. Hey? He signed my shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, mate, he, he looks like Hitler's personal bodyguard. Yeah. <laughs> Scariest dude on the scene. Yeah. I've watched him a lot on TV. You go and talk to him. Oh, hello, hey. Mm. Yeah. But just talking to all those guys and actually seeing that a pro athlete's a human, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. that was really big for me. Yeah. Because when I went to Arnold's, I wanted to be the man. Yeah. It was like, I'm going, I'm going to be world's strongest man. Yeah. I'm going to be inside. You know, you ever seen Sid Keith Fletcher? Yeah. That was my attitude. Yeah. That was it. Which doesn't translate well in strong yeah, man. It doesn't translate no. well at all. <laughs> that's no. a long game, eh? Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing you've taught us too. Yeah. Is that it is a long game. He's going to keep chipping away. Yeah. And um, and then from Arnold's, I um, went to ASA Nationals. It was at Royal Pines. Mm. Um, I mean, at that day I did a 400 kilo silver dollar. And that was the biggest thing in the day. Sure. But now, but everyone's doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you got under 90s doing it. Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. So the guy who pulled 370 on that day, his name's uh, Michael, Michael Smith, he's going to be down in Victoria. A little under 80 student pulled 370 and then I was 400. And then um, I qualified for Australian Strongest Man, 37 so it would have been my third ever comp. Yeah. And um, I had a car crash two weeks out, smashed my shoulder off at work. Shit. Um, but that's just a bit of sort of how that got And then obviously, after Arnold's, when I talked to Brian, that's when I wanted to be a coach mm. and um, open a gym. Yeah. So, so off of that, obviously you've had some setbacks, right? Like, in, and you're not only personally, but also as a coach and as an athlete. Yeah. So how how do you deal with um, setbacks, not only in the gym, but at competition and stuff like that? And like, obviously, life gets busy. Mm. So I guess for me. Like I used to have the tantrums, I used to really blow up the ass for shit, I used to throw shit, I was going off. Mm. Um, and as I've gotten through personal issues, uh, work issues, as I've gotten older, just as, as a human, mm. mature, I started to realise that it's something much bigger than ourselves. Mm. Like, I now have an opportunity to show other people that you can change your life. Uh, you can make a difference by just doing a sport you love. Yeah. Um, but how I come overcome like uh, comps, adversity in comps, I think it comes down to now just a, a great understanding of that. Sometimes it's just not there. Yeah. It's just not there on the day. It doesn't mean you're not you're weak. Mm. It doesn't mean you're not strong enough. It's just not there. It's the same when you go into the gym. If you're going to the gym and you see something that only program you go, oh no, if I can do this today. 
I can sit there and tell you all day long you can do it because I put it on your program. That's why it's there. Yeah. yeah. But you know yourself when you're being nothing it's there, right? So why kill yourself and put that number on the bar and mentally destroy yourself if it's just not there? Oh, it's good. Talk the do the work. Mm. But, um, I think for me personally, I have to learn that yeah. in my last break. Yeah. I know a big old issue thought about that. Mm. But yeah, you're right. It is, if, if it's not on the day, it's not on the day. Yeah. You get next week. Yeah. Um, I think this has been really good for me to work with. Because um, I've seen you when you first come to the gym when you were under me. And I've seen myself in, yeah. in the role, but I've seen myself when I was younger because I've gone through these experiences of training and, and having failures and having my injuries and all that and obviously the, the addiction and all that kind of stuff that you go up through. I've seen myself in days and I knew exactly what I had to do. I'm like, I know how, how I can work with you to fix that. Yeah. And I see it with, it's not super common. Sushi comes in all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's not the work during the day. I'm not operators like yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that actually works, though. I'm not a trader. Like, I'm eating. I'm boily. <laughs> 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 I look at the sun, too, sometimes. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> 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 Doesn't you have machines lift up your axles in between things? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I And then I, no, I do these centrics. <laughs> <laughs> but as a whole, I think my goal as a coach is to make people enjoy this a bit more yeah. and understand that it's not the be all end all of your life. Yeah. It's something you do for fun. Correct. And you're going to take it serious, yeah. <laughs> but if you're not having fun with it, why the fuck are you doing it? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, that's how it's right. That's our motto, boys. Have yeah, fun. Yeah, enjoy. Talk it. shit. Yeah. Give but each other shit. Another thing, like, I've got to, I've got to introduce you guys, like through, oh, yeah. you know, through being a coach, and, and this mm. is how I started strong. Was training with a group of mates. Yeah. Like, yeah, I might be the only one doing it out of that group now, mm. but that's how it started for me. Yeah. And I, man, if I go home and I see Jared, we train together at Rodney. Like, yeah, he might not be doing the sport, but he still likes to train, and yeah. we still get to do that, you know? So, okay. yeah. Yeah, well, actually, I want to know. So, I know you had your powerlifting comp this year. Yeah. Didn't go as well as you were hoping for. Bring right. it up, mate. Hey? Bring it up. It's a touchy subject, man. It is. I want to know, are you still chasing a thousand kilos over? Absolutely. Fucking hell. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. you're not converted just to come back to strongman permanently? No, hell no. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> no, because in my mind, right, the thousand kilos is not just for me. Yeah. It's for... My people. Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things I said when I got out of rehab was, I want my thousand kilo total. Yeah. I want to win straight from this man. Mm. Thousand kilo total was the first one. Now, in my mind, ultimately, I'd like to do them both in the same year. Yeah. That's something I'd like to do, just because just I can. But then I also put aside my ego and go, well, maybe that might not happen, because now I know how freaking hard a thousand kilo total is. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, it can't be, uh, yeah, no doubt about it, it'd be yeah. easy. Um, Otherwise, everyone will do it. Well, that's the thing. I didn't understand, you know, I was such a confidence coming into that comp mm-hmm. with the whole prep that total 985 in the gym, I'm like, okay, after a good deload, Mm. And then you know what? I paid 25 kilos less than what I did two years ago. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, I don't feel it, whatever, man. Yeah. Was, the next time. Um, I know what I need to work on, and 
you guys now are, are getting an understanding of, of what what you guys see, and you might see something that I look at. And one day you might go, hey, no way, I think Ben's doing this. And that's, that's something that I take on board. Yeah. Because you understand, you start to understand lifting and training out. Lazarus knows that, and Sushi's been doing longer than bloody anyone. Yep. He's a vet. He's a vet, isn't he? Yeah. Just casual. But, um, Just casual membership, guys. <laughs> Look, I, I want my thousand. Yeah. Um, Strongman, I love the sport. Yeah. Do I think I can come back to it permanently? Honestly, I don't. Mm. Reason being is, well, I coach so many big guys. Yeah. One, now I, I, when I first looked at it, I was like, I don't want to take away their opportunities. Yeah. But now I look at it and I go, these people are going to smash them in two years. Mm. Like, and that means I've done my job. Great. As a yeah. coach, I've done my job. Yeah. So that's my goal. Mm. Because ultimately, yeah, I, my goal started off being world's strongest man in that. Now I'm a coach and I've got opening the gym up again and it's a business. Mm. As much as I hate saying this, but it's what pays my bills. Yeah. Because I, I don't want to do this for the money. I don't want to coach for the money. You know, I have to pay my bills, pay the house off, whatever. Yeah, that's right. But I'm not going to be doing that offer, and I don't plan to be. Yeah. I just want to be able to provide people a place to do what I love. Yeah. And actually, just touching on that, I know you opened up a new gym. Mm. You want a bit of a talk about that and yeah. see where you're at? Yeah, yeah. so, um, basically, since I've, we've been up here, I'm sure we wanted to reopen Reapers, and yeah. um, obviously, uh, I started off with Lifters League when I first uh, moved up here, and that was a good good uh, base just to get it back into the normality of life yeah. and, and getting used to Brisbane. And then uh, I was coaching Tiff from Stone while I was at Lifters League, and she presented the opportunity to come and work out at Steel and Stone. Mm. And at the same time, I had uh, my coach Thomas Lee asked me to go work out of zero and had to that. Yep. And ultimately, I had to make a decision for strong. Yeah. Yep. Because, yeah, I can coach Cardiff all day long out of zero, but there's no room for strong. Yeah. Like, that's how I, well, that's the big thing that made me go to Steel and Stone was the space in there. And when I went there, that gym looked completely different than what it does now. Yeah. And, Tiffany and Tom were really gracious and let me kind of have free rule with how I wanted to set it up and, and, and that was really good of them. Yeah. Um, and everything I, I thought we needed, they, they supplied. Yeah. Which is, you know, not a lot of places have that, have that luxury. No. Um, so I would give them props for definitely putting their hand up and, and, and letting me sort of yeah. stress what I, what I personally wanted in the gym and, and what I thought people needed for a strong man yeah. and powerlifting and stuff like that. And then basically just um, for me, everyone has different dreams and goals. Um, I'm not sure what Tony and Kiffin's dream and goal is with the gym, but I know what mine is. Yeah. And uh, mine is basically just, you know, it's my life. I've dedicated six years of my life to this. Mm. Like, I raced motocross for 12 years, but I was a kid. Yeah. Now I'm an adult and this is my decision to do this sport and I'm passionate about it. I love seeing you guys hit your numbers. I love being a part of that. Yeah. And, uh, and it's something bigger for me than opening the gym and even for Michelle. Like it's, it's literally, for Michelle it's even more than me. It's literally her life. Yeah. She trains her, she plans everything for her training. Yes. Her life is planned around training. She's a beast too. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. So for, it's even more passionate for her. Like I love what I do. But I'm a coach and I'm in the business. For her it's work. She drives a truck. Mm. You know? 
Um, she just got a B-double license, but she claims, yeah, she claims everything that she does around her training and her comps. Yeah. You know, that's all she does. She doesn't go around partying, she doesn't drink. Yeah. She goes home, she eats her food, she goes to sleep, goes to work, and she trains. And yeah. She trains harder than most people I fucking know. Don't look at me when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's dedicated. Triggered. Triggered. Yeah. And, and Triggered. you know what? It's not only is that good for me, it's good for everyone that's around her. Yeah. Um, and, and then basically opening the gym is it's just a dream of, of mine is I want to see my sport grow. Yeah. So I will never put down someone who's having a crack yeah. at other businesses or whatever. I always try and take you guys to the comps, um, give them shouts out, shout outs on Instagram or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, as much as me and Coco had a competitive nature together as, as competitors. Yeah. And he uh, runs all these great comps, you know. Yeah. And every comp doesn't run smoothly. So people always whinge about comps not running smoothly all the time, right? Sometimes it's just running comps is hard. Oh, but Coco, man, every comp I've been to down there, like that Queensland, uh, Gold Coast, that was a pretty big comp. Yeah, it was a lot of people. Yeah. That went really damn well. Good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed so. it. And he done, uh, you know, Drew, the hello, right? I, I've personally not done many of these comps, mm. but he does a shitload of novice comps. Yes. How many strongman gyms do a shitload of novice comps? Yeah. Not many. And that introduces people to our sport. He drives is, a lot of comps, though. Which is massive. That's massive. Yeah. That's the yeah. most important thing. Novice comps are the most important comps. Yeah. Hands yeah. down. Hands down. Well, so, yeah, I mean, I guess you've got an average Joe Blow coming to watch a amateur comp yeah. and he goes, how the hell do you do heavy weights like this? Yeah. But then when they go watch the novice comp, they go, oh, I, I can do yeah. that. Yeah. 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 And as for me, with the gym, do I, I don't really plan on running comps. I plan on supporting comps. Yep. Um, that's how I would rather yeah, yeah. my business sort of run yep. and, and myself. That's what I prefer to do. Mm. You know, not saying it's, it's out, of the, out of the picture, yeah. but early days I'm like man that's just very supporting you guys go and training everywhere and stuff like that's great yeah that's great for you guys it's great for the sport it's great for me as a coach because I love seeing that I like going and training other places and even when I had reasons back in port I travelled three hours to go train another gym yeah and then back in that day and sure we'll do that just because we want to go network and yeah see our friends that we've met along the way yeah. mm-hmm. um, so I think what I'm going to do is, is basically yeah it's a gym but it's also I want to try and grow our sport yeah um, by having a positive you know environment where guys can come in do their training have a bit of fun and no bullshit like yeah. I, you guys know I'm, I'm pretty straight up person I don't like bullshit I don't like all the rubbish that comes along with it so you know, you can't stop sometimes. You know, there's always people that don't get along. And, but hopefully for me, um, with the great community of, of reapers that I already have and, and future reapers, yeah. and even my past my past clients from, you know, whether it be the last 12 months or the last five years, yeah, they all know they're welcome to come have a training, whether they're coached by me or not, don't they? Yeah. Like, that's not what I care about. Yeah. Um, you know? I care about everyone coming together and having a good time and, and getting good strong. Well, yeah, the environment is probably one of the biggest things when it comes to training. Yeah. Like, that's why I opt to train with these boys because they just push me hard. And, yeah. You know, like we can go any gym, whatever, like whatever gym it is, but it's the people you're around. And if you create a good culture and a good environment, you, it's su- su- successful, you know? You know, you know, man. What I've always said was it's not about the, the, what you've got in the gym. 
Yeah. It's about the people that are in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I could take uh, <coughs> my you know, power vectors to any gym. Yeah. Any gym. And we'd still have a good time. Yeah. yeah. Um, they might have dusty old plates, you know, but it doesn't matter. Mm. Wait for it to me back. Look at this shit in here. It's, it's a junkyard. We're in a bloody, we're in a bloody <laughs> industrial warehouse. You guys can be loud. You can yeah, that's it. around, do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. because it's, you don't need the fancy shit. No. Yeah. Does it? Do I think you know, having all that good equipment when you're doing high-end comps? I think that's important. Yes. Mm. Is it critical? No. Yeah. Absolutely not. Um, so it's it's mainly as you guys. And I love seeing it because you guys all training together and having a laugh and going camp and I love that. Mm. I think it's great. Yeah. But then Sushi sitting there like he does, just popping. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> How we got here? Can we yeah. just say at camping, Sushi Man made a lot of friends with a lot of spiders, eh? Yeah. Drunk sushi man's yeah. a happy sushi man. Not a rock spider. <laughs> <laughs> but look, All I, I can say is, I looked after a lot of kids. Take sushi man with you. Yeah. I looked after everyone's kids till eleven <laughs> o'clock at night. Because <laughs> he will babysit you till ten o'clock at night, even if he's drunk. Me and Gary the spider. <laughs> <laughs> Gary the spider. Anyway, hey, do you have a date in mind for your gym and uh, yeah, location? So, um, the location's going to be in Edzac Avenue, Hillcrest. Yep. Um, it's a really good location. There's plenty of parking. Street parking's free. There's a shopping centre up the road. Um, that's perfectly open, this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just go home, bro. I'll just go um, get the best. Oh, that's the right. There's also yeah. a public park out the back. Oh, yeah. Um, so... We can do Highland Games out there. Yeah, well, that's exactly what like, yeah. I'll bring game. my hammers in. <laughs> I just want to play the grass when you do And my gay. <laughs> and my gay, <laughs> Yeah. But the uh, uh, between the 81 meter square um, date, uh, the lease will begin on the 21st of next month. Ooh, so I'll probably get the keys, um, hoping a week early so I can start getting everything in there. Um, and then uh, as we go, I've got everything we need. Um, and then, you know, obviously you want to have some cool and fancy stuff in there, and I'll get yeah. boxes as I go. But um, obviously all my stones from 50 to 230 and uh, all the strongman stuff that I've got. And, you know, so there'll be uh, four logs, two, two 10 inches, two 12s. Um, I've got my Conan's wheel, I've got to go get the base of it because yeah. it's bloody huge. Where the hell are you going to set that up? We should go oh, for a road trip, all, all of us down there. Yeah. Hang on, the car park, it's out of the water. Road trip down to get his stuff. Yeah. Oh, good, that's perfect. With yeah. the yoke, put the yoke up there we'll too. Put the yoke upstairs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sushi, sushi man just asked if we can come for a road trip to pick shit up. Hey, go for it, mate. Julie will love it. Julie's my mother. She'll cook us all. Oh, oh fuck. Fuck yeah, Julie. King yeah. for a feed. Thanks, Julie. Oh, <laughs> you think I got this big from... From fish and chips? No, that's Les. Whoa. Whoa. Wanna go? Shut up. got my TNs, All morning. But, um, yeah, so. Hopefully, it's all, it's, it's out, it kind of feels like it's at a standstill until I get the keys, but yeah. it's not because it's a lot of background work mm. and getting all the waivers and all that, all the shit I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Getting that done. It's, it's necess- necessary. Evil. It's necessary, like, absolutely, because the last thing I want to do is 
get there and be unprepared. Yeah. Yes. Um, I want to be prepared and, and you know, having owned the gym before back at home, I, I know where I made mistakes. Yeah. Um, not necessarily where I learned. Yeah. Uh, I know that paper membership things and stuff like that, you know, because it just becomes messy. Um, so all that kind of stuff is what I'm, I'm doing at the moment. Um, I'm trying to hook up some sweet deals just for like accessory machines and stuff like that. Nice. Um, so it's looking like we've got a whole really cool custom painted black stuff at the moment. So all yeah. black. Nice. Can, Man. I was going to get some hot pink ones, but... But yeah. Charles not always there. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I thought Charles might, yeah, be upset. No excuses. Yeah. Exciting time. Yeah. That's exactly what <laughs> You worried about running a gym? Because like little niche gyms, like strongman gyms, seem to struggle. There's a couple around Brisbane that have been and Gold Coast that have been successful, but you see a lot of these powerlifter like specific gyms. They they come and go, and it's it's hard to keep it up with memberships because it's not a big commercial gym. Yeah, absolutely, it's scary for this. Scary as well, shit, man. Like, but I think what I've learned like, since being up in Brisbane, I know I myself can, can bring to the table. I know what I bring to the table. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty straight shooting, you guys know, and I don't like. And I think what I'm going to represent is something different to what other gyms represent. Yeah. Um, that's what I think makes a difference. You've got to have something different. Mm. If you're just going up being a if it was just a straight powerlifting gym, I'd be stupid. Because yeah. there's 28 others, you know. yeah. and then there's how many strong engines. There's not a lot, right? Yeah. Um, and even if there is, it's the environment that's there. Um, so, as what I believe in is, I've networked a lot. I know a lot of people, which doesn't mean they're all going to come training. Mm. But I, I like to think I've got a pretty good reputation around strength sports, and, and that's because <coughs> I, I don't like having bad luck with people, I, I, you know, I'll tell someone if I don't like them, and I'll make it pretty clear that, you know, it's either a communication, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think I like going around and, and sorting issues and working with other gyms and stuff like that, which I think is a bonus for everyone. Um, talking to companies, like a lot of you guys wouldn't know who Skilled Athlete is, but Skilled Athlete is a brand from Gold Coast that I've worked with since years ago, and they are a veteran-run company. Oh, yeah. She's still active SAS soldiers when I was oh, communicating with them. So they're another group of guys. You know, we don't do a lot with each other, but I put their banner up and that's awesome. Post and you know, I've sent them a whole heap of Reaper shirts. That's like that one that's really seen the whole mate the shoot the gun range. Yeah, that's yeah. Like in Afghanistan. You know, like oh shit, eh? Just little things like that. You know, like just that's cool. communicating with companies. And, yeah. um, Michelle sponsored by Verve and stuff. So yeah, I saw that. Banner up, you know, like that's not me. That's Michelle. But I can still put up a bird banner and they're an Australian company. Yeah. You know what? If I can get some bird stuff in there, Australian made, I'll put it in there. Look at this fucking gay car. Far out. I reckon Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. Les is in trouble. Mum's here to pick you up. <laughs> you look so worried, Les. You are. Les, why is all the blood going down your face? Sure, fear. What else? <laughs> Quick, guys, pick up weights. I said we were training. <laughs> Where's your missus? <laughs> I'm not going to say that because I'll get in trouble. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think I should ask some of you guys some questions. I'm going to start with Charles. I want to. Yeah, you, you just over a year, in, right? Like you're a year and a half in strongman. 
Yep, just over a year and a half. Yep. What do you think the biggest thing in your life has changed since you started? Oh, biggest thing? Oh, there's a lot of things that have changed. Um, mental strength, I guess. Yep. Like, accessing how to approach things differently. Yeah. Not only to crack the shits about everything, like a, a two-year-old, like my two-year-old. Um, yeah, that, that's probably the biggest thing for me, is learning how to deal with things when it doesn't go your way. Yeah. And that, and that ripples out to a whole business, like yeah. a bit of life. Oh yeah, no, it's not just in training, but I can use it everywhere. Yeah. Work, personal life. Yeah. It's, it, it's good. Yeah. It's been very good for me. Now, Sushi, you've been around for, you know, how long have you been on this one? Ten years since Noah was a boy. Sixty yeah. odd. Yeah, literally since I was a child. Yeah. Ten years. Yeah. I would have been fifteen. Yeah. I was still racing motocross then, man. That's how. You'd be calling me daddy. And yeah. you still ah. are. Always with the daddy. I love the one driving. Sushi's got some some daddy issues. Yeah. Anyway, it's all right. It's okay with you supporting that. Sushi, I want to know, in the 10 years you've done it, since being around uh, you know, the boys and whatever, what's what's the biggest thing you've noticed in the last couple of years of the, of the sport changing? Just organisation. Yeah. You know, when we first started out, there's no weight divisions. Yeah. There's like 40 bucks, get a t-shirt, get yeah, prize sure. money. <laughs> <shirt everyone. laughs> All open, is that what you're saying? That's interesting. It should open be. Open the world. Yeah. It, but you, you can't sustain a sport like that it's it's not inclusive to everyone yeah. and um even though i'm always been under 105 i'm a big believer in only the big boys are the real strong men mm. and i've always said that you know yeah. that's why i just enjoy it yeah have fun which, take the piss and i never really take it too serious probably why is, i've never really won yeah, but i mean but you know if you've been doing a sport for 10 years though, it's obviously a lot of passion oh yeah yeah because yep. what you that, what you hit was you hit the nail on the head right yeah Powerlifting, I've, I've seen it grow, right, from now the females are becoming such a, a hidden attraction. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the people still want to see someone dead for 400 kilos. That's just how it is, whether it's an 80-year-old dude or an 80-kilo dude or a bloody 200-kilo dude. What and, it, like and even though I say like the big boys, it's still super impressive when you yeah. see the little guys pulling yeah. the huge weights. Yeah, but only we understand that. Yeah. The general public don't actually understand it. No. They see the big guys with the heavier weights and all around, yes. but comparatively they don't understand what it's like being, uh, being a 105 guy. And, and we understand as lifters that yeah. it's heavy. But um, you're right, you're hitting down the head on the Yeah. So that's what you're for us? Oh, yeah. Who's, your, who's been your favourite coach? Quiet now. I Keiko was my he was my longest coach and like I had a lot of success there and you're just my next coach. You are just another notch on the belt. But when I look I the one thing I want to do is deadlift, as everyone knows, most comps are either zero deadlift or come last in it. And um that's what I want to do at the moment. Like, strongman's always going to be there, but deadlifting, and um, you've helped a lot with my deadlifts. It's uh, maybe not coming up, but I mean, it's strong, and it doesn't feel like uh, my back sore after it. Yeah, that's but, um, It is. Well, no, after 10 years of strongman, you, you're used to having a broken back, and. Just you wait till that, they're going to put a real notch in it one day. 
You can Not sign it one day when you do your thousand. I'm not going to sign it. I'm going to engrave it. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. It's all right. I'll have to bring it out of retirement when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Well, if you want a 250 deadlift, I'll give you 247. <laughs> you know, I just teach you. <laughs> he goes off program now all the time. But look, if, if I didn't enjoy the sport and the people I train with, I don't think I'd do it because um, it's fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after work, it kills you. Yeah. you got to enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, big oh. um, Just got back from getting in trouble from the missus. Yeah, it's, uh, so I made up for it, boys. It's all right. We kissed. It's all good. Okay, all right. All good. All good. Is that how you make up around here? Oh, of course. Yeah. No, no, yeah. This, <laughs> no, okay. These boys. Yeah, these boys. I'm in a happy relationship. I'm sorry, pal. No homo, no homo. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, for Les, I guess... Oh, you, you had a bit of time off from the sport, didn't you? Yeah. Come back. You know, I, me personally, I've noticed a lot of uh, big changes in how you approach mm. training and, and life. Yeah. I guess for you, how, how does uh, comparatively now, how do you feel as an athlete that you maybe did two years ago or four years ago? How do you, what do you think? Um, I think definitely mindset has changed a big, a whole lot. Like, I don't, I don't put as much... Um, pressure on myself to perform as I once did because I'm kind of more realizing that hey, look, I'm not, I'm not gonna, like, I'm, I'm not that old. I've still got ten years. I, I think in the sport, and I think you know, over the next two years, just chipping away, I'm gonna get stronger. So I'm not, I'm not fretting about missing a lift or or losing a comp or, or whatever happens. I'm more kind of on that mindset that like. Just slow and steady. Just, I'm going to build. I'm going to continue to build, which I have. I haven't really stopped over the past, well, since 2019 when I came back. I haven't really stopped improving, and I know like I'm far stronger now than now than I was back then. And I was more of a mindset like um, training with Simon, not really having a coach, um, yeah, just doing whatever. No, no, me and Simon had some bloody good times. Eh? I beat Simon in. Um, First Our comp. first comp at yeah. Coco's. Oh um, man, you're like, you're like, who's this guy? He doesn't even know what tacky is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I finished the whole stone set. <laughs> <laughs> but I believe I beat you in the stone set. Oh, maybe just for yeah, tacky. But I, know, I think I think I've evolved, but I've also just gotten wiser as a man. Now I've got I've got five kids now. Like, yeah. When I was competing, I, I've, I've always had a kid with me yeah. from the very start. So, you know, but now I've got five. Got to be bit more responsible my time is very short and limited so I've got to make the most of um, my training and all that I'm, I'm just going to touch on that real quick like obviously with the announcement of the scoping tour and stuff like that yeah. I mean for for yourself like it seems quite it's, it's a cool thing to see and have this thing grow like that yeah but how feasible is that for someone who has five kids and, and you work a full time job and oh well look I think a lot of it comes down to who you're with yeah I'm with um, my Mrs. D. Yeah. Man, she's the rock. Like, I can't do anything without that woman. Yeah. She pretty much does all my social media. Yeah. Like, whatever I need done, she'll do it. Um, oh, makes sense now. Yeah. yeah, she, I don't know, you need someone behind you that's going to back you. Look, like, my ex, she backed me as well, but unfortunately, we were just in the position where we, um, we were a bit more busy with, like, young babies and time was short, plus I was still working a lot and, um, it just got a bit hard, but 
Um, now that my kids are older, it's a lot more manageable. Yeah. So they kind of look after themselves. Like I've got two boys in the car or playing outside wherever. They just lock in the car in the hot day. They had, they, <laughs> we cracked the windows. I told them I told them they couldn't go on the switch until we started the podcast. So. Yeah. But no, I think just having having a, not only a, a partner behind you that's going to help you, but surround yourself by people that are wanting to build you up. Like, oh, you guys, you guys always talk to me like every training session. You know, like Charles in my ear all the time, like, oh, yeah, don't be a bitch or something, which is fine. <laughs> but he's also like, if I fail something, he's like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Same with you, it's all right. We just keep moving. We just got to keep keep pushing yeah. forward. So. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of it just comes down to who you got supporting yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, I, I, um, I completely agree, man. Like, you've got to have uh, backing. Yeah. And I think for a lot of especially young people starting out, they think that they're going to make a living off this. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> You'll lose money. Even, even now with that announcement of, uh, you know, yeah. this tour and whatever, it's not going to make, like, it's not, my personal opinion, People aren't going to make money at this sport for at least no. another 10, 20 years. No. Because it's just not big enough. Like, there's a lot of heavyweights, like Simon said, but for... It's the promoters that are making the money. Yeah. Right? They're not course. sharing it with the competitors. Yeah, which, That's the worst thing. Which is, I understand. Like, I totally agree. Promoters are going to make their money or whatever. But it's going to go back into the sport. Now, I look right. at Marcos mm. Pro. Okay. They get sponsored. Okay, so do you know if you guys know the story of Pro Raw, but start off in his garage. Oh. And then someone seen some email who's now pro or runs pro or gym and that. There's a podcast where Marcos is talking. He just went and got 50 grand or something in his mailbox and said, all right, you're in Arnold's, here's the money you need, get whatever you need. Should I? Okay, that's how that started. Okay. They, they run pro or have a loss every year. Yeah. They do not make money. Yeah. They don't. So the Arnold's, uh, they pay the money. So as a competitor, when you go to Arnold's, you pay 120 an entry. Yeah. That goes to Arnold's. Does it go to Pro Rule? Okay, it doesn't go anywhere like that. And then they have prize money there for sponsors and whatever they make up for it. They get new monos every year. What? New monos, new benches every Shit. year, just for Pro Rule. They did a stage, they did a stage where the podium raised up and down for deadlifts and stuff like that. It was unreal. But that, he puts back into the sport. Uh, big dogs and wildcats, you know, there was like a 50, 60 grand prize pool there. And just about every single person you compete at least walk away with something. Yeah. And, you know, you don't want to come last and get a $200 bill and feel like you've just got to, you know, well, here, here you go, mate, thanks for coming up. Participation award, consolation award. But I think when Strongman starts to take notes out of their book mm. and understand this is what's going to happen. And, uh, and as soon as people realise that you're not going to have a calibrated set of plates at Strongman Games. No. You're not. You're just not going to have it. It's too small. Like, there's only two companies here that make equipment. And if they're the two running the, running the comps, well, you know. <laughs> Turn like, hey, you like, I'm the guy. Say something. Like, what do I do with my hands? In general, <laughs> I, I like seeing what they're trying to do. Yeah. And I think it's great. I just think still we need more novice comps and more people being yeah. pumped in. Yeah. And the more people we have pumped in every road class, yeah. the better it's going to be. Because over in the States there is pro under one of the fives. Oh yeah, there is. There's not many, but there still is. Um, so what you're saying is we need to start a novice comp at the shed with just random equipment that we have lying around. Is that what you're saying? Hey, you know what? That first one of the comp I've seen, they're lifting stones up to a one meter box. <laughs> yes. The first comp I did, alright, the stone run was to... Um, 44 gallon drums. Yeah. You know? Well, I can do a settling bottle carries and um, 
guess you could do. Yeah, they're heavy and they're awkward. Yeah. But you know what? You guys come and train here. You guys might see why you want to cross somewhere and say, hey, come out to the shed on Sunday. Yeah. That's yeah. where it starts. And then they see a novice cop, they want to go do it. Like, I'm sure you guys come to the novice cop. Yeah. Okay. Like, and look what happened from there. Well, in saying that too, I told Chris to get fucked. <laughs> 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 I didn't want to do it. But the uh, question for you now, Chris, mm. and I'm sort of interested because I've said this from the start, I've made it pretty open. I see a lot of potential in you. Yeah. I don't like blowing smoke up people's eyes. Mm. This is why I get so fucking frustrated with you. Well, just little things. Yeah, like not showing up. Someone who really has a lot of potential to develop and be super, super strong, and just not quite there mentally yet. Yeah. That's what I see. That's, mm. I don't know if you guys yeah. agree. But we build them up a lot. Yeah. But it's hard to be built up but until he, mm. you realise it yourself. Yeah. Like, You're starting to. And you, you are. Like, you're definitely starting to. I think in the last prep for Gold Coast is where I really sort of started to knuckle <coughs> down a more and mm. get into that mental game a bit more. It's just, yeah, just been working on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it comes down to, for me, like, I love seeing potential. Mm. I love it. Every person I've seen that's more than a pack of a sport or something, and I see the potential straight away. I love it. Have a piece of fit over it. But my question to you is like, what do you think since you've started? Because I've seen you change a lot. Yeah. You guys see each other nearly every day, you just don't really notice it. Mm. But I see it when I don't see you for a little bit, then I see you again, I see you as people. But I guess for you is in your life, in your sort of circle, what's what's made what's made your life change against strong man? Oh. What's made my life change? Yeah. Well, things in my life that have changed. Like, I know for me, like my mental game, inside and outside of change, gym's just changed. Mm. Like I said last week, like those little things that were problems before just don't seem they seem insignificant mm. because of the work you put in here. Um, the things that have made it easier for me to do training as well is obviously Kira. Like she's she's come a long way too. Like where it was like she didn't understand why I would go to training and like spend all that time there and then she's come along and she's really realising that the changes made in my life, um, how good I feel, how like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry about the TikToks. Yeah, that doesn't exist. <laughs> but, um, What's the handle? No, 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 no. Oh yeah, I'm actually proud of that one. So. Yeah. A good one. <laughs> Can I just say, I have not seen any of these. Neither have you. I need to see it. <laughs> I don't know if I want to waste my time. It's, yeah. it's when he sends us a messenger. How many yeah. hours is it? Huh? How many hours is it going to take to watch it all? I'm not long. No, <laughs> I, only, I only keep it to gold and a little bit of shit. Like, so it makes the gold look better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the question? No, <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you always rock up the train? That's my question. I have been. Yeah. I have been. Did you train last night? No, I didn't. Did you train I finished at 6. But I'm doing so, stones on Sunday. So that's happening. It's hard when people tell you they're going to shop and they rock up early, eh, Chris? And you're training by yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, when you did All people know a week in advance, like I did, uh-huh. well, you should expect it. If I kill paddles, come on, guys. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, don't get me set the captain on me. I'll walk. No, you're fine. I want to ask you this now. Yeah. In your opinion, what makes you a good coach? What, what makes you stand out? Oh, man. I don't think I'm a great coach. I don't think I'm a good coach. I think what I put into it is a lot of my heart, which can sometimes come out and stand in the back because 
I do like to, I like to think I put a lot of time in my guys and I try and be there as often as I can. And if someone says they need me there, if they can work around me, I'll be there. Yeah. Like, I think that's a big thing. I think that's probably for me, as I've gotten busier, because when I was starting off as a coach, I had all the time in the world, I'd turn up, I'd be there all day. Yeah. And as I've gotten more and more busier and I own a house now, I've got all these other things that I didn't know that comes running in your goddamn house. It's not fun, is it? Yeah, it is, it's great, but it's also learning to manage time. But <coughs> I think what I bring differently is is my passion to the sport. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's what I think. I, I bring a lot of passion in my sports. Like, yeah, I might not compete strongly on a lot, but I still love it. I'm yeah. blasted from the yeah. coach, you know? Yeah, I, I good. had so much fun. Like, I didn't take it serious. I just had fun. Like, trying to stand out. But, you know, I'm glad I did it. Because I got to go with you guys. And, oh, that's awesome. And I, and I like to think that I can separate being an athlete and coach from the point where it's necessary. Yeah, definitely. Um, you saw that on the day too, like you're yes. trying to warm up for two your own lifts and then you're running over to your competitors and going, you know, mm. just giving you little bits of advice and going yeah. back. You're, um, yeah, you able to change the hats quite yeah, fluidly, quite see, yeah, quite seamlessly. It's actually quite good to see, mm. and I think that's what we all appreciate as well. Yeah, and, and I think look, I take notes out of my coaching book. Mm. That man's incredible. Like, you know, you know, part of three gyms now. Um, so yeah, there's three zero weakness gyms now. He has a podcast, two podcasts. He coaches probably two hundred, three hundred athletes. He has staff members under him. He, I've been there when there's all of us are training for pro ball. He's wrapping like 10 sets of knees and he's training at the same time did and that. Squatting like 280. No one knew. Like, I'd like to think that you know, I could be something like that. Yeah. I mean, when I come to train, I like to train. I've had things going on and, and that's one thing I'll always keep mm-hmm. is when I'm training, I'm training. But I think. That's a really tough question because I'm not a salesman. Yeah. No. One thing I, I can't stand is trying to sell myself going on Instagram and I've done this and my guys have done this. And you know what? It's hard because you kind of have to in this day and age. Yeah, yeah. that's social media age. Yeah, but I, I'm not that person. I yeah. like to think that you guys competing and you know, I don't really care if you come last. Yeah. If you've represented yourself well and you've carried yourself well, that makes me happier than any of it. Seeing your families walk around and reap a shirt or you guys and that makes me happy. Yeah. Because it means I've created something that is worth supporting. Your kids are killing each other out there, Les. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see who survives. Only <laughs> the strong survivor at least, don't we? Yeah. I think I also have to apologise for someone hammer drilling in the background. I don't know if that's coming through, but it's driving me freaking insane. Oh. Well, I have a question for you from uh, an unknown source. I don't, <laughs> I don't think you know who this is going to be, but they want to know. <laughs> they want to know why natural stones are a way better test. Right? <laughs> That's a boring old natural stone. <laughs> because we don't like to wear kilts. Okay. Okay. We have pride in ourselves. There's nothing wrong with wearing a kilt, mate. No, we have pride in ourselves and we like to pick up real test, like a round, shiny, concrete ball. Okay, so, so you think nothing of natural stones? Natural stones, they suck a good one. You know where they belong? In the forest. In the forest? Yeah. That's where strong men started. Well, you can probably just play with them. Yeah, that's where strong men started. <laughs> in the fucking forest. No, it's not. In the pubs, wasn't it? Mate, no, no, no. Strong men started 
Right, so I'm getting started in well before historically even recorded, mate, because if you look at all the ancient Romans and all the ancient drawings in the war, there's always been people recorded trying to do great feats of strength. Oh. So Strongman's been around, you know, if someone didn't officially know about Strongman, when you look at all the early Olympics, people trying to lift up stone, that's Strongman. It's been around since... It's the longest thing in the world. Well, if you put it that way, like, it's been around since two males have existed in the same yeah. room, and I'm like, I could, I could lift that. It has. I you know, lift that. all those Vikings trying to walk with that big, you know, all that crap they did. Mm. That's Strongman, you know. People always say Strongman started in Scotland because they did the things. No, yeah. that's just where it originated in that country. Okay, the pyramids. You imagine what type of weird shit was going on there? Oh, aliens. Yeah. Aliens. No. Surprised getting whipped how much you can lift. Ancient Romans, just wrestling. That's strong man. That's a strong man. Yeah. 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 You know, if I if you want to do a pump, we can put wrestling in there because it's actually an event. Yeah. And Brian Matsdale will have to smash sushi out of the game. Oh, well, I'm... Well, let's, <laughs> not, <laughs> let's not watch a video where I'm bidding. I'll only do the wrestling event if you enter it and I can wrestle you. You yeah, fucking want to touch it. You guys want to do it naked, eh? I'm a sloppy. <laughs> I'm a wog, mate. I'll get super sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't walk to a naked too. Yeah. <laughs> Greco. Yeah, That's yeah. right. That's where the term reach around came from. <laughs> Have you ever been submitted like that? We're gonna get cancelled eh? Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But um yeah, Strongman's been around for years. I hate it when people say it started here. It's like, man, if you look at all the ancient drawings, it's been around since humans existed. Humans existed. Yeah. Some drawings and, you know, everything. Smash that hammer, carry its legs. Yeah. Carry more legs than you. Got <laughs> uh, any more questions? Um, I think I've got one. Hey, uh, I've got, I've got a shit Tell Ryan. Well, I'll tell Ryan. Ryan. Hey, hey. I never said it was Ryan. I know. Like, it was an unknown source. Yeah, unknown by us. <laughs> it wasn't Ryan Ratzel, it's Ryan formerly known as the Ratzel. Yeah, probably his name now, Ryan something. Ryan Anderson. I think Anderson. Yeah, it's Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. Oh, I've got a rap his knee sometime this week, so. Oh, good, <laughs> good luck, son. Oh, yeah. Uh, so let's go with it. Who makes better athletes, powerlifters or strongmen? Well, that's a really stupid question because they're a different sport. Um, look, <laughs> as a whole, strongmen. Strongmen are yes. more athletic. That's actually not the answer I thought you'd say. But strongmen, they're, they're, they're different skill sets. Yeah. But uh, athletic-wise, strongmen. It's such a primal sport. It is the most savage primal sport probably known. Yeah. Like, way better athletes. Does that mean there's not athletes and powerlifting that could come over and do really well? No. But it's a whole different skill set. Yeah, but I mean, you've got like Luki, he's, he's mm. thinking about it, isn't it? Yeah, he's thinking about it. I wasn't really properly talking about it, but I yeah. believe he's thinking about it, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, that'd be, that'd be exciting to see. Yeah, I think he's scary, he's man, honestly. But um, what I see is, like, Luke's great, um, but he'd have to work on a lot of mobility. Yeah. A lot of mobility. Because that's the one thing, about, even I know, he's going to do uh, uh, an overhead press. My shoulders just want to slap me in the face. Yeah. Uh, I will quickly wrap this up. Looks like we're about to run out of time, so... I have a few uh, quick-fire questions for you. All right. All right. Mm. So, first one. 
Strong man of powerlifting. <laughs> Strong man's where my heart is. Sweet. All right. Uh, it's a cardio or not to cardio? Depends on the cardio. Right. Uh, must do before you die? Uh, parachute. What scares you? Cardio. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Man, woman, or both? Woman. <laughs> just, just double checking. We weren't sure. Who you like better? Sushi man, child, Chris, or me? Do we need to show the messages of the other night? <laughs> <laughs> I can bring them out. <laughs> oh, it's not. It's the captain. He said it. If you weren't a coach, what would you be? Oh, I'd probably be on the road still or weather making. What's your stripper name? What's the most important bit of advice you would give to an aspiring strength athlete? Uh, don't rush. Start off slow. And um, think of the long game, which is hard to do when you start now, because you want everything straight away. Mm. Even for the first couple of years, you want it there and then. But um, keep pushing and trust. You know, it doesn't matter who your coach is. If you've got a program, the program will always work. Yeah, like follow. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Stay hungry. So, where can people get in contact with you? Like, keep an eye on the gym and all that shit. All right. So, uh, on uh, Instagram, Reaper Reaper FC. Um, also, I've got Facebook under Melon Tolone or the Reaper Strength Cartel on Facebook too. Um, the gym will be in Hillcrest, uh, Anzac Avenue. Uh, there will be a website. We'll have a whole new fresh patch of Zone Smell and Salts coming in soon too. Um, and we'll have a great big open day with a big deadlift party. And um, I was actually like officially open asked you guys if you'd like to come help me run some deadlift stuff. Well, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I actually awesome. want. You guys, teach you guys how, how he's doing, oh, how he's approaching. Awesome. So if you guys are down for that, yeah, man, for sure. Man, even you. We'll have a, uh, yeah, right, eh? We'll do a podcast out of your gym too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Hey, right. Thanks, Mel, for coming Thank on. Thank you for having me. Thanks, boys. Nah, it's good. This one we're about. It's <laughs> just like at the gym. Thanks, yeah. Sushi Man, for coming. Hopefully, you stay stay with us. Eh? All right. Yeah. Thanks, Sushi. I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed having you on. You little oh, little shiny bullshit. Not that keen on it, but you know, whatever. You, you like it. <laughs> All right, boys. Until uh, next time, we'll see you guys later.